Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kavai, it's fantastic! One front, David Villa, great finish! Done just that he scored! Jorinho's done it! Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here! That is terrific! Hello and welcome to the Streets Won't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host. First up, a man who's being lined up to replace Gary Lineker as match of the day host after his performance on last week's Halloween special. It's Ben Woolley. Oh yes. Is are you taking that job? Oh, 100%. I'll see you boys later. It's been oh, fun. You, but Thanks very you much. Get to see all the best bits of the football for the weekend. If I'm replacing Lineker, does that mean he's going to come on here? I hope I'll not. take that. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a win-win. <laughs> and as you've already heard, a man who is hoping to earn fame of his own after launching his own band, Ozzy and the RD Leses. It's Harry Martinez. <laughs> I'd listen to that, oh. to be fair. Yeah, that will obviously tie into uh, to this week's theme later on. But let's get started with the weekend roundup. And I've got a lot to live up to us after last week's uh, effort. It's a high bar, man. It's a high bar. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've matched it, but here we go. We start with the Manchester derby, and the city is blue yet again after Erling Haaland's brace helped uh, Manchester City beat Manchester United 3-0 at Old Trafford. Tottenham stay top of the Premier League thanks to a 2-1 win away at Crystal Palace. North London rivals Arsenal were hot on their heels after a 5-0 win over Sheffield United, which included a wonderful hat-trick from Eddie and Ketia. Liverpool kept pace with the leaders too, thanks to a 3-0 win over Nottingham Forest. And Aston Villa's strong start to the campaign continues with a 3-1 win over Luton at Villa Park. At the other end of the table, Everton picked up a vital win at West Ham and Bournemouth got their first victory of the season, beating fellow strugglers Burnley 2-1. And Chelsea will soon be joining them in the scrap at the bottom after they lost again, this time 2-0 at home to Brentford. Embarrassingly for Chelsea, the Peas have now won more games at Stamford Bridge than Chelsea have in the past seven months. And yep, finally, shocking, Newcastle man. and Wolves. Yeah, that's awful. Newcastle and Wolves drew 2-2, while Brighton and Fulham played out a 1-1 draw. In Europe, Jude Bellingham scored twice as Real Madrid beat Barcelona in El Clasico. And Harry Kane got a hat-trick for Bayern Munich as they beat nine-man Darmstadt 8-0. And Harry Kane Mid. also takes the goal of the weekend uh, for his for the strike that he scored from inside his own half. If you've not seen it, it's absolutely outrageous. And Kane is going to go for it. Has he beaten Sharon? Oh, I don't believe that. That is absolutely extraordinary. Can I add to this? Oh, this is part of something I wanted to say. Um, I'd like to award Harry Kane the most Andy Carroll moment of the week for his halfway line goal for Bayern Munich. I, I second <laughs> that. I can get on board. Yeah, After Andy Carroll last week winning it for being Andy Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Kane has now won the Andy Carroll of the Week award. <laughs> I'm sure so Andy Carroll will be devastated. <laughs> Harry, can we have your winner of the weekend, please? My winner of the weekend is Bournemouth. Uh, I think they finally got the uh, the win they needed so much. And I think that they looked good for the win. I thought they played well. They pressed uh, Burnley up high, won the ball back. Uh, Iriola looked happy after the game. And I think they finally might so, might find a bit of good form going into, uh, going into a, tough, a tough period around Christmas. Good choice. Ben, can we have your loser of the weekend, please? 
It was a very close run thing between Chelsea and the team I actually went for here. But I have gone for Man United as my losers of the week. Yeah. I think when you get dominated, if there's, as a fan, there's one game of the season you want to win more than any other. And it's at home against your biggest rivals. Not even win, just don't get battered. And they got absolutely manhandled to the point where you had a man like Peter Drury using the word clarted. (laughs) They got, they got like out possessed, they got out shot. Haaland, what, scored twice, thoroughly yeah. manhandled, and now everyone will be crying on Twitter about how it's the Glazers' fault and not the billion-pound squad that was out on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, they did have Maguire and Johnny Evans at centre-half. In a Manchester what? derby, is not good Maguire, the £75 million centre-back? Oh, Apparently, this is though, when asked why Varane was on the bench, it was tactic tactical reasons. You're like, mate, you've got Varane, you're still starting Evans and Maguire. How s*** is Varane at the moment? I'm going to be honest... Ten Hag is not beating the bold fraud allegations at the moment, but we will revisit this as the season goes on. Well, thank you very much, boys. Ben, I believe you've got a start one, bench one, sell one for us. I do, and we've been far too sensible so far. This this week, we're getting no defensive tracking from these lads. It's all skills to pay the bills as we're having got three tricky wingers for you. I want you to start one, bench one, sell one out of Aidan McGeady, Yannick Balassi and Alan St. Maximan. Okay, oh. easy. Easy. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. Well, I'm starting St. Maximan. I'm benching Balassi and I'm selling McGeady. I'm starting Balassi, benching St. Maximan and selling McGeady. You see, controversially, I'm going to start Balassi, sell McGeady. Sorry, bench McGeady and sell St. Maximan. Because St. Maximan, yeah. I reckon I can get like 70 million for him from somewhere, well, probably Newcastle, in Qatar. Really. Yeah, exactly. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I just, he's just, he, I, he was too injury prone for me. Saying that, Yannick Balassi was as well. Aidan yeah, McGeady was good for like he's unmatched. Yeah, McGeady was was good in theory, and then you actually watched him, and he was dog. I mean, they're all pretty average. Let's be honest. They're just oh, they're only hitting the skills. And that that they're is not doing skills. Yeah, he's um, so Maxman's got a start for me. I think if you're looking for pure skill, there's not many better than him. And he actually had a bit of end product as well. Yeah, Malassi probably is a bit trickier, but what else has he got other than tricks? And McGeady's just a bit. Meh. I think Blasi at Palace era had a bit a bit about him, like end product wise. Yeah, but then he was always overshadowed by Zaho. Essentially, did what he did, but better. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, starting so Maxman, that's an easy one for me. I think I just love Blasi. I've got to start him. In terms enough. of just skills, he's just... It's the one thing he was good at. Yeah, and Michael yeah. was good at watch. it. Uh, that, that skill where he like bent down and swept his hand in front of the ball. Like, what are you doing? Come on. Yeah, what a madman. I'm taking a piss now. Come on. We've got a game of yeah. football to play. Can Have you imagine doing Yannick? that in Sunday League? He's getting absolutely snapped <laughs> in half. The thing is, that's what I kind of want from, my, from one of my wingers. Exactly. Is he turns up and just pisses everyone off. Because I can't tackle. <laughs> Tape up the wrist, get the bright boots on, and get running, son. To be fair, as well, if you turn up wearing a Gucci headband, like you better be good. Oh, yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, that's true. I'm disappointed they never made him wear the Sports Direct one, but here we are. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm so good. <laughs> Imagine him on the side with a monster mug and that headband on. <laughs> he's not, oh. he's not there is no need. Max drink out of a Lucas A bottle. He's drinking it out of the Sports Direct mug. Yeah, you could probably fit the whole like, liter bottle in the mug. <laughs> Very good. Well, Harry, I believe you've got a couple of things for us as well. Yeah, I've got I've got something for us. I think it's been a great weekend for commentary, as Woolly touched on earlier. 
Uh, we had we had Peter Drury speaking patois, which I think is up there with you know <laughs> top class commentary. Legendary. But then, I don't know if either of you have seen the backlash to it from a I'm from a not. certain Clive Tilsley. No, so Clive oh, Tilsley. Clive Tilsley tweeted out saying, anyone else that can manage to watch a big football match without an overture from an urban poet now? And I thought, oh, just because you haven't got the Premier League job doesn't mean you can start taking punches. Is is Clive Tilsley just upset because he lost his job because ITV thought it didn't relate to a young enough audience? Yeah, yeah, but they replaced it with Sam face who's f-ing even worse mate <laughs> i've had a few run-ins with sam Matterface. face i've got things to say that i can't say on the internet about him unfortunately <laughs> but i will i will tell you when we stop recording this uh I, I i would like to add something else that i think for the weekend of commentary that really tops it off i don't know if you saw the uh, six-year anniversary of the greatest piece of uh commentary of all time and that is the Harvey Barnes goal for Barnsley, where it's, oh, Harvey Barnes, it's an equaliser. Oh, Listening to that clip, it makes me feel physically uncomfortable for reasons I <laughs> yeah. can't put into words. Yeah. It's like footballing at SMR, it's hideous. The sixth year anniversary, and we could only honour it by, I think, I think, Dan, you've got to do a rendition of it for us. Absolutely not. That's the last <laughs> time that we mentioned on the podcast. It's horrific. It just sends a shiver down your spine. It's horrible. Oh, it's too good. Too good. Horrible. Did you have something else for us as well, or is that... uh, No, that was the homage to uh, to commentary. Uh, The other thing was the Harry Kane getting the Andy Carroll Award, but there we are. This is going to become a weekly thing, 100%. You started (laughs) it. You started it last week. Oh, do not mistake my tone, mate. I am fully on board. I I will commit to it. You think I'm not rocking up next week with a couple of Andy Cazzies? I do also think Andy Cal deserves a mention for also talking about how he can get a pan of chocolate with no one recognising him in France, and that's a good thing. Like, come on, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come on, Andy. Is a pan of chocolate ever going to compete with a jumbo sausage roll from Greg's? Didn't think so, lad. I I only saw that quote written down. I'd love to hear how he pronounced it. Hey, no chocolate, I imagine. Hey, no chocolate. Well, I do unfortunately have some bad news, boys. Oh, no. And it, it relates to Skelmersdale United. Oh, yes, no. Indeed. no. Uh, unfortunately, they lost 3-2 at the weekend to Squires Gate FC. That's a close run affair, though. Yeah, they look like a battling performance. Can I also just tell you that they've been using the hashtag Skembonda on the, on every tweet <laughs> oh, they've yes. put out since Pascal Chimbonda was appointed a manager, which I think oh, is excellent. Skembonda sounds like Skimbonda. the scum you get at the top of a bad cup of tea. Right. <laughs> We're riding Skembonda ball all the way to the Premier League. Let's go. I really, I'm really happy, though, that the bad news was not that Skelmsdale United have rejected our approaches for Pascal Chimbonda on this no, podcast. No, that's still ongoing. I'm you still said like we've a submitted response. a formal transfer bid, man. We have, mate. This is how we, this is how we bid. I don't think there's much a formality to actually bid him for a player as we found out on, you know, Sunderland Till I Die. Whether, why is Ibrahimovic on this list? <laughs> why is Pascal Chimbonda and Scalmersdale United on this list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're sitting there going, why am I seeing the streets won't forget podcast on this list? <laughs> <laughs> if I send them some EDM, do you reckon that'll get them pumped up and they'll want to Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And we'll do the halftime we music. Still, we still need to do the Sunderland Till I Die watch along. It, it's, it, it needs to be done soon. We'll see what's happening around Christmas and get back to you. Uh, yeah, definitely. 
Um, well, let's move on to the main topic for this week. A couple of weeks back, we looked at our favourite FIFA songs of all time, and the listeners have loved it. It's our most listened to episode ever. So we've got another music one this week, and we're going to discuss our favourite football songs and chants. And yeah. there's only really one place to start here, and that is Three Lions and World in Motion, the absolute pinnacle of football songs, in my opinion. No, mate, as a Welshman, yeah. I, I can't agree with it. Yeah, because you haven't care. produced anything nearly of that quality, lad. They are un- literally you steal our chance of the Euros, mate. You'd have to get yeah. to major international tournaments in order to make a song, so that's why you haven't got much history, mate. It don't really matter unless you win it. All right, at least we qualified. Jesus, I mean, none oh, of us well are going to win. Got a participation a sticker. Anyway, before this gets f-ing overdone, let's let's keep milking this music cow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, feel free to put forward a Welsh example, lad. We'll wait. Um, how about Don't Take Me Home? Because that's literally the Welsh chant, mate. Oh, what a good one. It's not like it's the yeah. worst one. Actually sing it at the Euros. Yeah, it sucks every time we do. Yeah, oh, no, we turn to Sweet it. Caroline. <laughs> you can't tell me that World in Motion isn't a banger. I refuse. That's oh, a good tune, mate. The thing about World in Motion is it's not just a good football song. It's just generally a good song. Like, I find myself listening to it when it's not international tournament time whereas three lions is reserved for that month and a bit world yeah. in motion was number one when my uh, when my missus was born so i've got to love it to be honest with you. <laughs> so, yeah you've done well for it's, yourself there it's <laughs> something special where you can have john barnes rapping and it not feel out of place it not feel stupid yeah uh, i mean it's incredible the use of bananas is is still you know, the fact he got away with that and still continues to get away with that just is an homage to how good the songwriting actually was. That I mean, that is an entirely different song, but John yeah, Barnes is really a genius. Yes. Oh, apologies. Oh, <laughs> watch out, man. He'll be on the blower. Be like, I can't believe you've got my rap career wrong. Yeah, him and Jim Bond are saying no right. <laughs> you know, I've got a weird soft spot. For uh, for Vindaloo when it gets to World Cup. Oh time mate, well. Vindaloo <laughs> is unreal. Vindaloo is top tier. I will sing it's... that at random points through the day oh, just yeah. for no reason. It is from a musical standpoint objectively, <laughs> but you get to major tournament time and we're on. We're like twenty minutes away from leaving for the pub, and I'm like, I need something to get me hyped for our like three-one <laughs> loss to Tunisia that's inevitably coming. And I sit there, I'm like, oh god, then. We'll have a little bit of Vindaloo, why not? Yeah, let's let's chow down a bit of Vindaloo. Let's have it. Let's chew through it. It's, it's just, fantastic. It's the fact that anyone can sing it. I think that's oh, the yeah, thing. It's, yeah. it's designed for your like prototypical football fan who is completely tone deaf and just wants to yell. Fing up Vindaloo, you have gotta be a special type of drunk. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's like it's that like captured that um football attitude that we had as England fans for a long time as well, like whether it's coming home thing starts wherein we know we're going to be because we just sit there going, we're going to score one more than you, we're not turning <laughs> up like we're going to beat you 6-0 in your own stadium we're like, it's going to be a close run thing and we're going to nick it at the end. It might be the most English pessimistic attitude ever like we will only beat you by one, that's all we can do It's fantastic, I love it Yeah, yeah I yeah, do have to admit, I did, did anyone see the City chant at the weekend? I thought that was a... F- oh, yeah, it's so good. So it's the good. way they, like, they paused on the Glazers bit just to really rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> the thing oh. is, though, for every good England World Cup song, there is also a rotter. Like, we're on the ball by Ant and Deck. Please stop. Yeah, that was a I weird just, one. I don't want that. 
I know you're a fan of Back Home as well, but I'm not a fan of Back Home from 1970. I love no, Back it Home. It just doesn't do oh. it for me. Like, it feels like the footballing version of Jerusalem Back Home. Mm, not for me. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's not It's not a football like, song, though, is it? Like It's it's out of place. Oh, it's not. I, I think it was that, like, they felt like they had to do something. I didn't really know what. We, we were like, it was 1970 it came out, wasn't yeah. it? So we were defending champions. They were like, we have to do something. And it's the most, it like, if it had been later in yet. the 70s, it might have banged. <laughs> but it was still in that, like, 60s era of just fright. Yeah. Frank yeah. Skinner wasn't around yet. David Baddiel, he was having an off the, day. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I would say about Skinner and Baddiel and Three Lions is I think they've absolutely killed the football song now. Like, I don't think yeah. there's been a. There's not really been a good like song that is purely about football ever since that. I think they've killed the, the off the other, genre because it the was so thing good. That kind of puts it out for me is the fact that one of your you know your great football songs is written by a West Brom fan. It just doesn't quite work, does it? There's something weird about that. <laughs> oh, it makes it better though. You know, the yeah. man is at is the, at the weekend. The man's watching Yusuf Malumbu and Claudio Jacob have an have a you know an absolute rotter, and yet he's produced one of the greatest think- football songs for you. It's that like desire for something more that only a fan of a team like West Brom can produce. <laughs> yeah. If you're too used to positive footballing emotions, you can't produce something where you're like, please, for the love of God, just Man, win There's something. just something unerring about a team that's nicknamed as the Baggies. Like, it just, you're just in for a world of pain straight away. That's a regular London Saturday night. <laughs> <Exactly. TV. laughs> ben, you, you well, mentioned um, about, you know, the good football songs being songs that you can sing when you're drunk and being a bit of a yobbo, right? I've yes. got a few examples of some footballing-related lyrical genius I wanted to tell you about. Are either of you aware oh, of the band Half Man, Half Biscuit? No. Okay. I can't say I am, but that's I'm a aware, great I'm aware videos. of Three Quarters Man, A Quarter Biscuit, but not Half Man, Half Biscuit. Yeah, they're, they're the spin-off oh. band. For those who haven't heard of Half Man, Half Biscuit, they're an indie rock band who started out in the early 90s on Merseyside, and they're Tramir fans, and they absolutely love football. So much so that across their 15 studio albums, they've made 141 football references. And some of them... Jesus. Some of them are excellent. For example, their biggest hit is called All I Want for Christmas is a Duke La Praga Way kit, and all they sing about is playing Sabutio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how have we never heard of this man? This is it gets excellent. so much better. The the last bit uh, you're gonna absolutely love, but I'll tell you some of their lyrics as well. Uh super califragilistic Borussia Mönchengladbach Classic. Uh if I were a linesman, I would execute defenders who applauded my offsides. On their song called Mathematically Safe, which is obviously a reference to clubs in relegation battles, they put, in a sea of all right, I'm a mongrel and I just won a dogfight. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Another of their songs... Oh, man, these guys are excellent. Oh, it gets so much better. Another of their songs is called Bob Wilson Anchorman. And the whole point of the song is questioning why former Arsenal goalkeeper Bob Wilson became a TV presenter. <laughs> But their, fi- their finest piece of work, and you're going to absolutely love this, is a song called Swerving the Checker Trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Listen to this. It tells the story of a man who deliberately rushes into a bad relationship just so he has an excuse to avoid going to his team's checker trade trophy matches. <laughs> yes. And one of, God, I hate it one so of much. the lyrics is absolute musical genius. Let me gaze upon your curves instead of Ipswich Town Reserves. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> half man, half biscuit. You are, you are geniuses. You are geniuses. I'd like to. I'd like to retroactively award them Andy Carroll. Oh, it feels yeah. like they deserve it. I feel like Andy Carroll would listen to half man, half biscuit. Yeah. Oh, mate, that is so good. There's another example of lyrical genius I also wanted to quickly talk about. And I wanted to give a shout out to Hot Stuff, which was recorded by the Arsenal squad in 1998 for the FA Cup final. Uh, because whoever okay. rewrote the lyrics to the tune of Donna Summer's Hot Stuff pulled off some absolute brilliance by referencing every player in the squad in the lyrics of the song. So for Ian Wright, they went with everything was going right, right, right. Strong start. Dennis Burkamp, it was walking in a Burkamp wonderland, stolen from the Arsenal chant, nicely done. The best one was Ray <laughs> Parler with the lyric, when Parler was our ray of light. Oh, clever. Oh, that's good. It's not Brilliant. quite up there, let me gaze on your curves so I don't have to watch Ipswich Town Reserve. I'm sorry, that's, <laughs> that's going to stick with me. Some of it in Hot Stuff was forced, though, when they had to get the names of Matthew Upson, Louis Boamorte, Christopher Ray, and Nicholas and Elker in. And they just simply went for, we've got, we got Matthew and Lewis playing some Hot Stuff, Christopher and Nicholas showing them how. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> They're running out of time on the song there. Just squeeze them in. Squeeze them in. <laughs> yeah, I, I can forgive not finding a way to fit Louis Boamorte in. What are you about? Like, Man's iconic. I, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing, but you could workshop that lyric for a year. That's your task by next week, Woolly. Try and find the song that fits Lewis Boamorte in quite well. Any song. All right. All right. Go on, I'll do it. Go. <laughs> Live rendition. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> right, it does bring us quite nicely to the, uh, like the club side of it, though. Mm. And one that always stands out for me, we're talking songs, not charts quite yet. Is you know how there's been like a rise recently in like club songs. So like you'll never walk alone yeah, at Liverpool. Yeah. I wasn't a fan, and this is obviously going to be a completely biased opinion. But the Arsenal one I love. Because it's obviously North London Forever that they sing before the games. The guy who recorded it, Lewis Dunford, Dunsford, sorry, is like obviously was an Arsenal fan and wrote it. Not about the club, but almost like for the club in a way. Yeah. And it wasn't written for Arsenal, and then it was taken over as a song. And something about it, spine tingling. It is good. Yeah. Oh, it's my favourite. I think far. I think something about the Arsenal song where they changed the, uh, the... Is it the Lily Allen song? They changed it for the Ashley Cole song. Oh, <laughs> There's oh, something yes. so satisfying about that. No, it probably things. can't get away with that one we, as your official club no, song. We, we, we cannot definitely sing that. cannot sing or play that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'd love to, we can't. We can tell you to go and search it up in yeah, your own time, yeah. though, search, and you will definitely enjoy it. Arsenal song and, There's uh, one specific enjoy. video that just, I don't know, the way she sings it, it just tickles your brain in the right way. 
Is, is it the one of the woman in the pub? Yeah, the woman that mate, I've done it. and she's it's spot. So good. Yeah, it's the so whole good. pub is going mental. I love it. <laughs> like it could just have been an actual Lily Allen live set. Yeah, incredible. Th- this has brought back a memory for me. I remember first hearing this song uh, when I, I think it was the first ever Arsenal game I went to at Highbury, and some bloke was flogging the CD, and he was playing it out of like a. Do you remember the little CD players that had like the speakers? Oh inside yeah, and built in. Yeah, and you put the CD oh, in yeah. the top. He was playing it on the street at one of those, trying to flog the single. <laughs> was it Woolly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was me, mate. <laughs> All right then. What is what is your favourite chant, please? Either your club or just any random one you've heard. Oh, because there are some good ones, you know. Uh, do you know what? For me, I think there's nothing better than the "Si uh, Senor" one that they chant in the in the Boca games. I think that is unreal. Like when you hear that, when they're singing that at the top of their lungs, unbelievable. Just for just for how good and how powerful that is, I think the "Si Senor" one, unreal, unmatched. But see, I, I like thing. to go the other way with chance. I prefer the funnier ones. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. Oh, 100%. I agree with you. But I think as a like, good the, chance. One about, there's one about Jimmy Hasselbank, and I'm sure, I think it was the Chelsea fans after he'd left. And they was, it was so in the lines of just a fat Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my, my all time favourites are the ones where it's, you're singing it to the opposition fans. And it's something that there is just nothing that they can say in response to. Yeah. Like, for example, you're playing a team and they've travelled like 300 miles for it and they're losing 3-0 and you sit there like 3-0 on your yeah, big day that's out. so Incredible. good. What do you even I, say I also, I also think on top of that, you've got to have my garden shed is bigger than this. There's yeah, something I so good that. about that's that. That's an old yeah. classic. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It just fits so well. But you'd never chant them yeah. around the campfire, would you? Do you know what I mean? They're all these songs that you, <laughs> the lyrics are actually from campfire songs, and yet you'd never go, My garden shed is bigger than this. It's bigger than this. I do think I do think chance is something that the lower leagues of England and maybe Wales and all that do much better Absolutely. than the, like the big leagues, Absolutely. the big clubs. Because for example, the Stevenish one where it's like, oh, what can it mean to a fat northern than a yeah. football team. You're never getting that in the Premier League. Have you won the conference? Oh. Have you f- Like, there's something so good about it. That one. I love it. Every time, for those who don't know, every time Stevenage play a team in, like, Premier League, Championship, whatever, a big, big club, usually in the FA Cup, we will at some point sing, have you ever won the conference? Have you? <laughs> and they're like, there are teams who have sometimes won, like, Premier League or, like, First Divisions. Yeah, all of this nonsense. And we're there like, you haven't... <laughs> Won the non-league trophy, though, have you? Look, it doesn't quite work with have you won the checker trade, have you? Oh, no one likes it anyway. I was too busy gazing upon her curves instead of it for town reserves. I do think my favourite is one that we started, though. Oh, the one we started at Villa Park was excellent. Like, incredible game to begin with, and then starting a chant at the end of the game when we're all just going crazy. It's oh, one of those feelings memory. when you start a chant where it's almost like your dad's told you he's proud of you and it's that kind of feeling where everyone's joined in <laughs> to sing along with you. You hear that, like, the first couple of voices of a hydro, you're like, it's right, like yes. If you start one and no one sings along, you're not even going out on a beer, mate. You're just having a, a little Coke and you're going home. That's it. That's all you're doing. Go <laughs> glass of milk on your way home. <laughs> On the topic of uh, chance at, at Stevenage games, I do want to give a shout out to the guy who usually stands in front of us, Ben, who refuses to swear. Oh yes, this is incredible. He he will instead of swearing, he will use the um, 
the, the safe for work term. So instead of fudge, he'll say fucking adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that's Father yeah, O'Reilly from the uh, from the from the monastery? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just like flipping L ref. There's one. There's one game. One day, I'm just waiting for him to lose it, and he just goes, "You." <laughs> Like Ned Flanders kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> it's it's going to be so bad. It's going to be like five minutes of solid swearing. And even we're going to turn around to him and go, steady on, mate. That's he, a bit he does the top button up on one of those uh, football tops with the, with the buttons on the collar. He does the top one up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the day he turns up with the captain's armband on. He's got his blaze on ready for no, the caller. I'm here for it because he's so invested. I'm like, you are so passionate, my man. Please just he's swear. Just, yeah. Please, he's just with a once. fork and knife at halftime sits in his seat. <laughs> Tell that opposition winger to f*** off for oh, me. so good. <laughs> oh. oh, brilliant. You've got to keep encouraging him. I think that's what you've got to do. Is go, go on, mate. Go on. <laughs> go on, mate. Do it. Bless do it. Well, if we go to the other end of the spectrum, then what are your? What do you think are your least favorite chance? What Chelsea. makes it one? I know exactly what mine Chelsea. is straight away. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. <laughs> so bad. There's nothing wrong with saying your team's name in your chant. Everyone does it. Just say something else with it, man. Do you know please. what? This yeah. is this is gonna be this is gonna be unheard of. But I actually think on the Bull City, the Norwich chant, oldest one in football, is. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The only reason I think they sing it now is because you know it is the oldest chant in football. But you would not, you would not sing it unless it had that tagline. Do you know what I mean? It's who says scrimmage? Oh, Oh, hundred percent. The other one I hate. You know that um, they do like play up Pompey. Oh yeah, play up Pompey. Hate play it. up Pompey. Every time they sing it when we play Portsmouth. Oh, what's, I, co- what's I that called over the hill? Great the tax pleasure. man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. 2-0 and we pay our bills. <laughs> it's like with the cowbell for me. I'd love to take that cowbell and beat him with it. Honestly, we also, we also have to football games. If we're talking chance, we have to honour the Americans. Come on, Seattle! <laughs> like, come on. Right. You know, I know. Yeah, like the guy who won't swear at Stevenage. I kind of like No. Because <laughs> he's like, he's so invested. I wish he put the megaphone down and just yelled. <laughs> But that's besides the point. And win. It's he's wearing a, like a scarf and a polo, and it just looks like he works in. He's just, just like, wearing a polo. Like, yeah, you should, oh, you should not be starting like the chat. He chant. works in some kind of like laboratory or something. Like, he just doesn't look like a football fan. You should he not be starting so the chat if you've got a side part and comb over. Like it's not something you should be doing. <laughs> If you if you went to a game in the lower leagues and that bloke stood up and started a chant, nobody's joining him with no him. One, He's getting mate. beaten up, if anything. They... Like, no way. Come on, Seattle! Come on, Seattle! Fight and win! Fight and win! I think the, the thing that redeems it, though, is the Americans do get worse, is I can't stand it when they start going, like, let's go football. Like, stop yeah. cheering for the sport. <laughs> yeah. The sport isn't... Football's playing. a real winner, you mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Grow up, come on. Football is a real winner. But, but fellas, oh, what man. is, talking now song-wise, what is your favourite song reference to a football clip? Like, like I don't know, at the moment we've got the, um, you'll never stop this feeling. Ah, uh, it's a dreadful song. I hate it. But what is your favorite? It's written one of those? in the stars. It's written in the stars. The singing wasn't much better. It's written in the stars. It's nothing even. There's nothing close to it. It's just written in the stars. What was the intro for I, Beautiful Day? I hear it and I want to smash a ball top bin somewhere, even if I don't have one. In what front was of it. Beautiful? It's that or yeah, it's what beautiful was Beautiful Day, day used yeah. for? 
It was for the match of the day goal of the month. And, and yeah. For me, that is, that is the best. Day. Banger. Nah, I still go written in the stars. You need that like big first drop where they just f- go for it. Yeah. You're like, I I can see in my mind me leathering it top. Do the other one. I think it's one of those. I two think hands, the, yeah. the part that is often forgotten back in OG Soccer AM days when they used to do the uh, the little you know skills of the week and they'd have a different track each time and they used to pick all some the bangers. They used to pick some absolute yeah. bangers. <laughs> yeah, all aboard the showboat and skills. All aboard the showboat. Yeah, some takers are good. <laughs> some takers are paid. <laughs> some takers are unbelievable. <laughs> oh, brilliant! You know what we haven't talked about? That we talked about the England World Cup songs, but for like a couple of years, we had some genuinely good tournament songs as well. Like this time. For oh Africa. yeah, yeah, yeah. Waving flag, Waka. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. Waving flag, so. Good. I also think. Do you remember when um, the French won the World Cup and they had their they had their Alele Blue song. That was also an absolute bang. I couldn't understand a word of it because it was in French, but <laughs> it used to work so well. Like when they've got Kanté and they're carrying him around the pitch and everyone's going, Kanté, and it's so good. A controversial so opinion good. here. But they just start saying the players' yeah. names. That's like, the only bit you, rec- you recognise. They, 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 they're they're speaking French all of a sudden. Kimbembe, Kimbembe. You're like, oh! <laughs> yeah, didn't they, I didn't, apart from Mbappe, they picked like the players in the French team yeah, as well. There's been them bellies in there. It's yeah. just anything with a bit of a ring at the end of it. Beautiful day for me, I think. I Like when we have those car rides up up to an away day and we just slap it on. There's just no better feeling than he- hearing that. I don't care where I'll hear Beautiful Day, I'll always think of football. Yeah, it, it's an yeah, it's, unmatched it, song. It, it's just childhood memories as well. Like they, don't, they don't use it anymore, they've not used it for years, but I, I'll, it's what I'll always associate with Beautiful Goal of the Month. With his match of the day, yeah. Like when I had the, the, the was it December '06 when they've got all of those absolute bangers in the in the lineup? Oh yeah, and you can just pitch a beautiful day over the top. And like, oh come on now, come on now, tickles <laughs> your brain in the good part. It's just brilliant. Oh yeah, it's just brilliant. Well, that was a, a wonderful uh, trip through football music history. Uh, really enjoyed that. Some lovely stuff in there. Like a shout out to Half Man Half Biscuit as well. Oh mate, yeah. But try and get them on the podcast. Them and Pascal Chimbonda. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. We gotta mil- we gotta milk this music cow as much as we can. So let's keep going. <laughs> Harry, mate, stop saying the quiet bit out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's end the episode as always with a quiz. We've got a musical theme oh, higher God. or lower this week. We do like the so, higher or lower. We're gonna go through some footballing songs. And you're both going to tell me whether you think the song's peak chart position on the UK official singles chart was higher or lower than the previous song. If you get it right, you'll get yourself a point. Understood? Okay. Got it. Okay. So, our starting point is West Ham United's anthem, I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, which peaked at 31 on the UK charts. Okay. Now, do you think Ian Wright's 1993 hit, Do the Right Thing, Charted higher or lower than I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles? I This has to be lower, yeah, surely. I'm this has lower, to be lower. I would have said lower as you well. You've both gotten lower. It's got to be. Okay. Do the right thing. Heaped at 43. Lower is the correct answer. Well played, answer. mate. Well played. There was a brief moment where there were, I thought you were going to say four, and I was like, I refuse to believe it. I want to recap. That would be unbelievable. Not a chance. Oh. <laughs> right, a point each then. 
1987, Chris Waddle and Glenn Hoddle, which was a bit of a mouthful to say, released Diamond Lights, but did it chart higher or lower than 43? What year was it, sorry? 1987. Waddle and Hoddle. I'm just trying to work out Yeah, if, uh, if the English fans hated them at that particular and point. And if there was any good music around at that point, which they ate. Yeah, true. 87. Gotta be lots in there. Gotta be. Do you know what? I'm still, I'm still gonna 40. go higher. I'm gonna go higher. Okay, Ben, you're gonna go higher or lower? Then 41. 43. 43. I'm gonna say lower. Ooh. Diamond Lights charted higher. It peaked, and I can't believe I'm gonna say Ooh. this at number 12. <laughs> what? In the late 80s. Wait, was this just a week when no one was listening to the oh, radio? Obviously, Woolly, what, what we've missed out there is, although there was good music around that time, there was only 11 good songs out at, at one time, and then the rest were all shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Hoddle and Waddle have managed to get to number 12 with Diamond Light. They stick under a pseudonym, and so no one realised it was them. Or yeah, they just mixed, God, their, no. they mixed their names together and ended up with Waddle. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harry gets the point. He goes two on ahead. Somehow. A year later, Liverpool released an absolute classic with the Anfield rap. But did it chart higher or lower than 12? Number one, easy. Hands down. Not even close. Anthem. Are you going higher? Are you, are you going higher? No. <laughs> <laughs> higher or lower than 12? It's got to be lower than 12. I'm going lower. Okay. You know what? I'll take the pun. I'll take the pun. I'll go higher. The Anfield rap charted higher. <laughs> it peaked at number three. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes when I read this. I was like, this will be really low down. But no, I thought, I thought it'd be at about three. 10, maybe. <laughs> I was going to say something that would not have made the final cut of the podcast there. But... <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Next one. In 1981... Podcast favourite was released. Aussie's Dream by the Tottenham Hotspur squad and Chaz and Dave. But did it chart higher or lower than number three? There is no way on earth that is that is higher than three. <laughs> if it's higher, like end the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm, going, I'm going lower. Quite so both go lower. Yeah. I'm going 20 odd. I reckon it's at like 28. Like. I'm hardlining it if this is high up we're ending the episode okay. here I'm not doing this anymore Aussie's dream started higher no it was at number one no, I'm with you Aussie's... well that was the streets of the podcast Aussie's dream charted lower it did peak at number five though wow it should not be that what is wrong with the British I pop... knew I was right starting that band at the beginning of the episode I don't know <laughs> we will listen to anything especially in the 80s clearly some white noise comes out as the next England song. Oh, bag of this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sing it in the World Cup, to be fair. <laughs> next uh, one, North London rivals Arsenal released the previously mentioned Hot Stuff in 1998. Did it chart higher or lower than number five? Oh, in 98. The North London bias makes me want to say higher out of pride. In 98. Oh. Oh, Tottenham getting carried by Chaz and Dave there. Yeah, Chaz and Dave are big time, to be fair. For football chance, Chaz and Dave, you, ca you can't go wrong. I'm going lower. 
Mm, I think I'm going lower as well. Hot stuff. Charted lower. It peaked at number nine. That is a point each. Not quite mm. high. Yeah. Uh, that's another trophy for the Tottenham trophy cabinet then. <laughs> Ian Wright wasn't the only England striker to release a hit in the 1990s. Andy Cole dropped out standing in 1999. Did it peak higher or lower than number nine? Fuck off, is he higher? Like, there's no way. Uh, yeah, it's got to be lower. Yeah, it has... It, it has to be lower. Lower. It's worth going lower. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding did chart lower, peaking at 68. That is a lot lower. That's more like where I'm expecting these songs. He's lower to be. than Ian Wright as well. He's been absolutely bottled. Like, you make the list because you're a big footballer name and everyone thinks it's a bit of a joke. You shouldn't be getting to number three. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, we had Chaz and Dave as a wonderful duo. What about Bob Mortimer and Chris Rear? They put together a version of Let's Dance oh, for Middlesbrough yes. in 1997. But did it chart higher or lower than 68? That sentence should not exist. The thing about this is the story that he made up about this where Chris Rear used to put an egg in his bath. Like that, that that's, that's <laughs> born from this song. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear you talking about baths. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we thinking? Higher or lower than 68? Higher. Chris Rea is a big name. Higher. Yeah, it's got to be higher. Both going higher and you're both correct. I really hope there's some random people listening to this because Chris Rea's name is on it and not having a <laughs> clue it's for Middlesbrough. <laughs> or, or have got an egg in their bath you're and have tuned correct, in for the listen. 44. 44. 44 and it's one week in the charts. So you both get a point. Is that... Is that the lowest Chris Rea's probably ever placed? In I don't know, mate. He's from Middlesbrough. He's been a lot lower than that. <laughs> True. And the final one. In 1982, the England national team released This Time We'll Get It Right for that year's World Cup. But did it peak higher or lower than 44? Did they get it right, essentially? Or oh, lower, surely. This is the <laughs> song. I love this song, unironically. <laughs> It's awful, man. Uh, nah, we're on our way. We're Ron's 22 slaps. Nah. Um. I don't care if it's wrong. I'm saying lower because I I'm want going to higher because no way is he going to say he loves it and then embarrass himself by putting it lower than Chris Rear and Bob Mortimer. It's got to be higher. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being lower than Chris Rear and very Bob Mortimer. Very true, but they're not football song people. <laughs> Lots of probably very good artists were in that very list. Yeah, the Northern England version of Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> this time, we'll get it right. Peaked higher. Yes. It was number two on the UK charts. Oh, God. I suppose it's the England number song. Number two. <laughs> yeah. Number two. Why, well, it's good, mate. We, we really were just living like we were still in the Blitz, weren't we? Like, we just weren't allowed anything nice. The, the economy's about the same now, so... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Racky Mining, we had bread and water. <laughs> and Chris Rear on the radio. Couldn't even afford an egg in our bath. Oh, goodness me. Well, the winner, getting every question right, winning eight points to five, is Mr. Harry Martinez. I did not even realise I got everything right there. That is unbelievable. You did. You got every question. No, it is 50-50, to be fair. I've just had my flu game. Yeah, you only got five. Pull yourself together. 
Uh, statistically, I'm in line with where I should be, mate. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to the latest episode of the Streets Don't Forget podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore pod. And on Instagram and TikTok, it is the Streets Don't Forget podcast. Uh, and if you've got anything you want to tell us, your favourite football song, your favourite football chant, please email us. It is at the streets won't forget podcast at gmail.com. Boys, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure. Have a good week, mate. (laughs) (laughs) How much do you hate that, Ben? I just have this like kin pissed off look on my face every time he says it. It's kind of the reason I keep doing it, to be honest with you. (laughs) Well, for Harry's sake, I hope you keep that pissed off look on your face for the rest of your week. See you next week. Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here!